God's people with your host, Dennis Beard. If God showed you a progressive word, a preceding word, a throne room word that was higher in glory that required a change, would you change from where you are in your walk with God, in your denomination, or your belief to go higher? That's a question that every Christian is going to have to ask themselves to go from the old wine to the new wine. It's going to be a radical change. God's doing it now. And who will have an ear to hear what the Spirit is saying to the churches? Those are the ones that will go higher in glory. Now the Lord has shown forth His glory in the face of Jesus Christ, God, the Lord God Almighty. His glory is in the face of Jesus Christ. Now that face we need to look at because the face is the glory. Now we all with open face beholding as in the glass the glory of the Lord are changed into the same image. Now that's perfection to the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ. We see that in 2 Corinthians, the third chapter. Then there's a work. There's a work of the ministry that is a radical change than what we see in Pentecost, in Shabbat. We're coming to this work of the ministry. The Lord is preparing his body for it right now, and it's a radical change. It is not Pentecost or Pentecostals. It is in season of tabernacles. It's a new thing. It's a new wine. And only the ones that become new wineskins will be able to literally go forth in that glory, in that power, in the power of his might, not our might. So we'll take a look at this revelation. It's a revelation of Jesus, but he's going to literally bring up his body into the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ into a perfect man. The full end will be the kingdoms of this world will become the kingdoms of the Lord and of his Christ. That does not mean we're Christ, but we are bought with a price. We're not our own, and we belong to him. So Paul put it this way. I was crucified with Christ. Nevertheless, I live, yet not I, but Christ liveth in me. And the life I now live, I live by the faith of the Son of God, who loved me and gave himself for me. That faith is given, given to every man to profit withal. And different ministrations. Each member in the body of Christ has a certain will of God to do in his uh, life to fulfill the will of God. And it is essential that each member, member in particular, fulfills their ministry for the body of Christ to work as one mind and one accord, saying and speaking the same things. Knowing if one member hurts, all of them hurt. If one weeps, all weep. If one's joyful, we all are joyful. It's one body. And the Lord is the head, and we are the body of the Christ. To understand the work of the ministry in the last days, in the latter days, we have many that are downloading the podcast, and they're seeing that there is a radical change, but we need to go forward. We need to go into this word, after we know and for sure that it is the word of God in a higher glory, then we need to embrace it, obey it, and walk in the light of it. With that said, we'll look at Revelation 1 and this Jesus that we see, one like the Son of Man in the midst of the seven golden candlesticks. 
Now, the Son of Man is the kingdom office of the Spirit. It's all Jesus. Yes, he is that Spirit, and there's not another. There will never be another. Before him, there was no God for him, neither shall be after him. He is the Yaqid. He is that only begotten God, because God begot himself a body, which is the only begotten Son, the Monogonesios, which is the Monogonesios, which is that Yaqid, that one, unique, solitary, unique one. There will never be another like it, or not before him or after him. He's the Savior. He's God manifest in the flesh, justified in the Spirit, seen of angels, preached to the Gentiles, received up into glory. Now he has given us his Spirit to bring many sons unto glory, and how much glory? John 17, when Jesus prayed to the Father, he said, in the days of his flesh, Father, make them one. Even as I'm in you and you and me, make them perfect in one. Then he said, the same glory that you gave me, that same glory I give unto them. Well, that they may be where I am. There you may be also. The work of the ministry in the last days is not a Pentecostal reign. It is the latter reign in a tabernacle season in the seventh month Tishri, ethnine, way higher in glory and radical in change. And it's all judgment. God will do this work, his strange work, and bring to pass his act, his strange act. Don't mock at it, let your bands be made strong. For I have heard of the Lord of hosts a consumption, a consuming fire decreed upon the whole earth. O earth, 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 hear ye the word of the Lord. Judgment will be laid to the line, righteousness to the plummet, to reveal the height, depth, length, and width of Christ in his glory. And we begin in Revelation 1, in the first chapter, and we see this Son of Man revelation. Now, to understand the Son of Man, we find that in John 3.13, no man, Jesus said, has ascended up to heaven, but he that came down from heaven, even the Son of Man which is in heaven. Jesus standing there before his disciples, stating that he, in truth, was in heaven. Well, that's the spirit that he is. He is, was, and always will be that spirit. Even though he's in a humiliated, humble state, he's made himself of no reputation to become a man. But the man is still God. Always has been God, always will be God, even though He's done the kano, the kenosis. He's made himself of no reputation to take on him the form of a servant. And that's the reason why that we had to have a kinsman redeemer. He had to have a man. Therefore, God's own arm brought salvation to himself. Now, we want to go into that work, the work of the ministry. And as we wade out into the water, we're going to see it's going to get deeper and deeper. And we must be that wise man that Jesus said, dig deep. And found it is founded it founded a rock. That rock is Christ. It's all Christ. But he built his house upon that rock. And when the winds came, the, the floods came and beat up against and the winds beat against that house, it stood because it was founded upon a rock. Well, there's going to be very various winds in the last days. Eurycladon, there's going to be an east wind. The north wind and south wind are going to come and blow upon God's garden. 
that the sweet spices thereof may flow out. Song 8. There's many things that's going to happen, and there will be seducing spirits and doctrines of devils that will some cause some to depart from the faith and give heed to these things. And it's perilous times will come. Evil men and seducers waxing worse and worse. But the body of Christ will be strong. And the ones that do know their God, they'll be strong to do exploits, exploitations, things that's never been done before, and a radical change. Now for the ones that are willing to follow the truth, the proceeding word of God, going higher in glory than just a Shabbat or Pentecostal revelation, but go in to the measure of the fullness of Jesus Christ unto a perfect man, will find themselves in a state of being all alone in the Lord Jesus Christ. Those are the ones that keep the commandments of God and have the testimony of Jesus. Those are the ones that will find themselves in a wilderness where two wings of an eagle are given to her, where she flieth into the wilderness, where she hath a place prepared of God, where she's nourished from the face of the serpent or time, times, dividing of a time. Why, in the face of a serpent, it's a false glory. Jesus, his face is God's glory. It is the only true God manifest. But we all with open face beholding as in a glass, the glory of the Lord are changed into the same image from glory to glory, even as by the spirit of the Lord. To, to what, to what degree? To the same image of Jesus Christ. Walks like him, talks like him. The characteristics are exactly like Jesus by the ones that have crucified the flesh with the affections and the lust, coming to the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ in obedience unto righteousness and then unto holiness, without which no man shall see the Lord. As we see in Revelation 1, John turned to see a voice. You can't see the voice. Somebody speaks the voice. The voice is spirit. But yet he turned to see the voice that spake with him. And being turned, he doesn't see the Lord. He sees seven golden candlesticks. Very important. He sees Christ manifest in the churches. Ephesus, Smyrna, Pergamos, Thyatira, Sardis, Philadelphia, and Laodicea. He sees that the Son of Man is revealed in and through the body of Christ. And he goes on and says, and in the midst of those seven golden candlesticks, it wasn't them. It was one like unto the Son of Man. Not Son of God. Son of God's a redemption office. He's the only begotten Son of God. He's the only begotten God. He is the only Yaquid, so unique, solitary one, that is God manifest in the flesh, all the fullness of the Godhead in him which are hid all treasures of wisdom and knowledge. But now that glory, that same glory he's given to the body of Christ, the church. And that's what we're seeing in Revelation 1. And it's to bring many sons unto glory in the work of the ministry. It's a strange work. Bringing to pass this act is a strange act. It's God moving in the Son of Man revelation in the kingdom office of the Spirit. And that is that Jesus is the head and we are the body of the Christ. 
And that is the two witnesses. Or that is the, the two witnesses that we see in Revelation 11. They are the two olive trees. That's a cherubim of glory. And the two candlesticks. That's the church. There's no way to miss that. He did not say Moses and Elijah, even though it's in the spirit of Moses, in the spirit of Elijah, but it's the church. The two olive trees are in 1 Kings 6, 23, the cherubim of glory. The cherubim are the living creatures that we see in Ezekiel 1, which are exactly the same creatures that are living in Revelation 4, and Revelation 5. And these are before the throne of God. They're caught up to God and to his throne, throne room revelation. Not beaten olive oil that's put into the knops of bowls to feed the seven lamps on the candlestick to give light in that Pentecostal realm. No, this is golden oil within the veil and much higher glory. And you must be fully grown to see it. It won't be revealed to babes. It won't be revealed to little children. And the young men are going into it, but they have to come to fathers. Full-grown man. When is a child? Paul said, I spake as a child. I understood as a child. But when I became a man, I put away childish things. Speaking of charity, charity is the highest level of glory in that obedience to God under righteousness. You start out in faith. God has dealt to every man the measure of faith. But then that's not enough. We have to grow from faith to faith, from glory to glory. How do you do that? Well, we find in Peter, it said, now you add to your faith in the epistle, add to your faith virtue. Be, be honest with God. Be virtuous to God. Add virtue to it. Be real with God and obey him. Then you add to your virtue, knowledge. Seek ye diligently the Lord Jesus Christ. For those that come to God must believe that he is God and a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. That's knowledge. Now, of course, we know people, my people perish for lack of knowledge because they go to church. They think they're saved, sanctified, and on the way to heaven. They believe one verse. And they become little, uh, you know, born again babies unskillful in the word of righteous, righteousness, and they think they have heaven made. But it's just not so. He expects us to grow up into him in all things. Now, but there are steps there. You've got to go from a baby, which desires and sincere milk of the word they may grow thereby, to little children. And the little children have the revelation that Jesus is the Father. Right, we know that in first. John 2, verse 12 through 14. I write to you, little children, because your sins are forgiven for his name's sake. You're forgiven, born of the water and spirit, and you've known the Father. Jesus said, if you'd have known me, you'd have known my Father. You'd have known the Father. From henceforth, you both know him and have seen him. Well, the little children know he's the Father. Call him Lord, Lord, Jehovah God Almighty. But it's not there. You've got to go higher. See, in that knowledge, you've added to your faith, virtue, virtue, knowledge. You have that knowledge now. Well, then what do you have to add to that? Well, you have to add to the knowledge that, that uh, uh, we're going on, on to the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ. 
but the steps cannot be jumped or completely uh, neglected. We have to then go to temperance, self-control. Those that strive for the mastery must be temperate, self-controlled in all things. What's that? Self-controlled in all things of faith. Faith is the substance of things so far, the evidence of things not seen, and temperate in all things, the things of faith. Whatever God says, we obey it, we don't question it, and we're self-controlled in it. And the flesh does not agree with that, but the Spirit does. So we have to crucify the flesh with the affections and the lust. Then we add to that temperance, patience, that after we've done the will of God, we have need of patience. But let patience have a perfect work that we may receive a full reward, going from glory to glory, from faith to faith. Then to add to that patience, godliness. That's the God light. Walking in the light as he's in the light. Then we pro provoke each other unto good works. Uh, preferring our brother or above ourselves, condescending to men of low estate. And there, the love for the brother is then you add to that godliness, that God life brotherly kindness then we think well that should do it but there's one more step and that is add to brotherly kindness charity now charity is not just love many people will say it's love it is love but it's love based in the word of god and doing his will i can't just love god in uh, word and tongue but i must obey him in spirit and in truth I can't just draw close to him with my mouth, yet my heart far from him. Jesus called that and said, why do you call me Lord, Lord, and do not the things I tell you? Charity is obedience unto righteousness, Romans 6. And that righteousness is how we go from grace and grow in grace because grace reigns through righteousness, Romans 5. Now, we see this work as we start focusing on the work of God. Why is this so different? Why is this such a radical change? Why is that the ones in Pentecost, they with, if they do not go higher, will not make it? That's right. Let me say it again. The old wine and the old wineskin must go and have a change to the new wine to make them new wineskins because it's a different season, not a different God, not a different plan of salvation, but obedience, expecting us to grow up into Jesus in all things that we're tossed not to and fro by every wind of doctrine. So it is a radical change. The new wine, then we have to seek out the Lord Jesus Christ diligently in the season that we're in. Proceeding word. Now we know the path of the just is as a shining light that shines more and more into the perfect day. It comes greater and greater. The greater light we have, we see through a glass darkly now, but the more light we have, the greater that we can see the specifics that God wants in the will of God to do in our lives. And it is essential for the body of Christ to grow up into Jesus in all things, in all truth, in the new thing, in the new wine, and we must become new wineskins. And that is not Pentecost. It's not Pentecostal. It's in a season of tabernacles or tabernaclist. Well, we see there's one like the Son of Man in the midst of the seven golden candlesticks. Notice as we take a look at him, 
There, he said, there was clothed, the son of man, clothed with a garment down to the foot. Now, Jesus is the head. And we are the body of the Christ, making but one man, filling heaven and an earth. So the whole body in earth and in heaven is named that name Jesus. The whole body in heaven and earth is named that name. That body there is clothed with a garment down to the foot. We're the feet generation. It's the mobility of the church. And that feet, blessed are those, the feet of them that publish the gospel. And we're finding in Revelation 4 and Revelation 5, in these living creatures, there's a lion, man, calf, and eagle. And a calf's foot, the calf's feet burnished brass. The calf's feet, yes, the calf's feet, which is one with the Lord Jesus Christ, that he that's been baptized into Christ has put on Christ, and he that's joined the Lord is one spirit. You become one with him. You're not your own. You're bought with a price. Well, he said, now the feet are the color of burnished brass. A brass in the word of God's judgment. That's where we have the brazen altar. That's where the judgment. And the blood is applied at that altar, which means that we've been passed from death unto life through the blood of Jesus Christ. But we don't stop there at the altar burnt offering. We go into the labor and we wash. There's repentance and baptism in the name of Jesus Christ. Then we go into the sanctuary. We are then filled with the Holy Ghost. And that is with that uh, candlestick, oil in that lamp, and oil is the truth of the Word of God. The Holy Ghost is the fire that lights it, and the manna is the face bread. Now, why would you call that the face bread? The shoe bread, continual face bread before God, because we all with open face, behold as in, beholding as in a glass, the glory of the Lord, not our glory, the glory of the Lord, are changed into the same image from glory to glory, even as by the Spirit of the Lord. Nothing of us, it's all Him. But we have to change. Every Sabbath, we're going to change that shoe bread. And we're going to go in with incense on the golden censer, taking fire from the altar with the incense on the golden censer within the veil. And that's a new season, total new season. And all the ones, the ministers that are in the sanctuary, the holy place, leave. They cannot stay there. We can't stay in the former reign. Leviticus 16, they have to leave. And only one man's going in. Jesus ahead, and we, the body of the Christ, as our royal priesthood, we're going in as the Lord leads us into this higher realm within the veil in a tabernacle season. Now, true, when Jesus, the veil rent, and he shed his blood, and the veil was rent, that is to say, the body of his flesh, shedding his holy, righteous, blameless blood, then we all have boldness to enter within the veil before the throne of God with all boldness, yes. But this season that we're in, is the work of the ministry in Ephesians 4. 
11 through 14, we see there's apostle, prophets, evangelists, pastors, and teachers for the perfecting of the saints for the work, for the work of the ministry. Now, that's what we're talking about here, the work. And it's a strange work. And he's going to bring to pass his act, his strange act. Judgments laid to the line, righteousness to the plummet. That is going to reveal Christ. Now, that will be revealed in and through the body of Christ. Now, as we take a look at Revelation 1, as we kind of get out in the water, and that's the people will say, well, look, we don't want to go out in the water, Brother Beard. We, we're, we're, we're happy to stay in ankle-deep water. We don't want to get any depth. Well, we must go out into the deep, because the deep calleth into the deep. And it answers by the water spouts. The water spouts, the deep, calling the deep, the water spouts, the whirlwind of God and the breath of God leads us to the throne room revelation, not staying in the earthly realm, setting our affections on the things which are above, not on the things beneath. And those are the ones that's going higher and will be called up to God and to his throne, not just in the sanctuary, but the throne room itself. And that's where the golden oil is which is poured out from the throne room itself from the testimony of Jesus. Now, as we see these two olive trees, they are the living creatures. They are the cherubim of glory. They are the redeemed of the Lord. They're not angels. They are the lion man and calf and eagle and calf's foot. And we see that burnished brass in the feet there. Not in the hands, but in the feet, because that is the proclamation of the gospel, the feet of the gospel going forth into all the earth. And we see that it's clothed with a golden garment down to the foot, feet gender, and girt about the paps with a golden girdle. Now, why a golden girdle? Well, that's where the gold and oil is coming from, from the paps of the Lord, from the breast of God himself, the love of God. It's golden. It's not a half egg of beaten olive oil that we prepare for Shabbat and Pentecost. This is much higher in glory. It's golden oil that only he knows that receives it. It has to be revealed by God alone in that, that Bibliorhythmian, the little book. It's not something you just read and say, oh, I've got it. No, it has to be revealed by the Holy Ghost. There's no other way. And as we read on, it says, uh, his head, and we know Jesus is the head, and his hairs, that's the glory, there, were white like wool, perfectly righteous. And we go on, as white as snow. Now, why would it say snow? Because in Psalm 148, it says, hail, fire, and snow, that's in winter, God fulfilling his word. So we're talking about a different season here. We're not talking about Pentecost. We're talking about, pray that your flight be not in the winter snow, neither on the Sabbath day, the things when things are wrapping up, the Shabbat, the, the end of it all, the Elphanay, the curtain. Pray that your flight be not. For then shall be a time of great tribulation. Since it never was a nation, no, nor shall ever be again. And except those days be shortened, there would no flesh be saved. Now, this is radical. 
Something's never, ever been done before. And he says there, and his eyes were as a flame of fire. Now we know the Holy Ghost, whose fan is in his hand, the fire of the Holy Ghost, whose fan is in his, in his hand, and he will thoroughly purge his floor. The Holy Ghost will burn up all this draws, all the works of the flesh, the eyes, the lust of the eyes, the pride of life, the lust of the flesh. The world passed away with the lust there, but whosoever doeth the will of God is going to abide forever. He goes on and says, those eyes, it's very important that they are the aim, the fountain, a fountain of life. And the eyes are eyes as a fire. His feet, notice the feet generation, which is the body of Christ. We are his body. We are the body of the Christ. And when we get that vision that God has incorporated us into one corporate body, he's the head, we are that body, and we are the feet generation. But notice it says, his feet, like unto fine brass, judgment, as if they burned in a furnace. Now we can see the same thing in Daniel. We can see that burning fire furnace and his voice. Notice the voice of God, the voice of the Son of God, the voice of the Son of Man is not just one of a thunder or a trumpet, but the voice as a sound of many waters, many waters. Now we're going to see what is this. He had in his right hand seven stars, and out of his mouth went a sharp two-edged sword, of course, the word of God. His countenance was as the sun shineth in its strength. That lets us know that it is the fullness of time, 1,290 days, not a 1,260. What is that? Well, if we have the 360 being a full prophetic year, then we have to put a second ADAR in it, a whole month, to make 390. But to get to that 360, 360, 360, well, you have that 1080. And, but we're going to go uh, not to only uh, that three years, but going to 1,290 uh, days, not just 1260. It it adjusts the solar, that solar year, then with the months, the lunations, the seasons of God. So it lets us know it's not just another season because when we see the woman in Revelation 12, and you'll have many say, well, that's Israel. Well, we're going to see that it is not only, it, it's the body of Christ. Those that keep the commandments of God and have the testimony of Jesus is not Israel. And that's a remnant of her seed that keep the commandments of God. That's a church. And have the testimony of Jesus. That's a church in faith. Now, true, Israel will be saved in one day. Shall a nation be brought forth at once? As soon as Zion travails, she brought forth her children. Yes, but that's after the fullness of the Gentiles come in. So what we're saying in Revelation 12 is definitely the church the woman, the, the church of the living God. But she's come to a place. She's clothed with the Son, with the Lord Jesus. 
that wedding garment, as many as been baptized into Christ, have put on Christ. There's that sun. Then the moon and under her feet, she's walked in the lunations, in the Moad, in the seasons of God, in the appointments of God, and she's walked in them. And now she's crowned with a crown of 12 stars upon her head, the fullness of government of God. And it's time to come forth. She's travailing in pain. It's time to bring forth Jesus in us to the fullness, to the measure of the statue of Jesus Christ. The devil's going to try to stop it. The seven head, ten horns, seven uh, uh, crowns upon his heads is going to do everything he can to destroy the woman that brings forth the man-child. Who's the man-child? The one's caught up to God to his throne? Yes, it's a remnant of her seed, the seed of the woman, which is Christ, that keep the commandments of God, those that love God keep his commandments, and have the testimony of Jesus. That's the faith that was once delivered to the saints. So that is one body, Jesus ahead, and we the body of the Christ. In Revelation 19.10, we find, and as we, as we turn it, we'll take a look at it. In Revelation 19.10, we find that John says, after these things, he heard a great voice of much people in heaven saying, hallelujah, hallelujah. But look at, 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 the, at the voice, the voice of God. And it says in verse 6, John said, verse 5 and 6, a voice came out of the throne. That's the voice of the Lord Jesus. Saying, praise our God, all you servants. And all ye that fear him, both small and great. And I heard, there was a praise our God, and here, then he heard. What does he hear after that? And I heard, as it were, the voice of a great multitude. That's a feet generation. That's a body of Christ and the voice of the ministry, the Jesus ministry, the work of the ministry, and a work of judgment late to the line, righteousness to the plummet, by literally speaking the word of God. And uh, that, that body of Christ speaking the word of God, well, fire will proceed out of their mouth. It's a proceeding word in the fire of the Holy Ghost. They're not fire-breathing dragons. They are fire of the word of God speaking the truth in the Holy Ghost. The fire proceedeth out of their mouth, Revelation 11. And they don't kill anybody. They in this manner should be killed. But it's the word of God that does it. That this is Moses dead. That they came against Moses and uh, uh, Korah, a slain of that, and uh, Abiram, a new thing. God opened up the earth and swallowed them. They go straight down to the pent. That was God. It wasn't Moses. Well, we're coming to that time of a radical change that this voice of God is going to be so greater. In Pentecost, we had cloven tongues of fire came and sat on each one of them. Oh, wonderful. They were filled with the Holy Ghost. And those cloven tongues of fire appeared and sat on them. But in this one, in this last day, tabernacle reign, latter reign of the Holy Ghost, not going to be just cloven tongues of fire. He's going to make his ministers a flame of fire. Holy flame, and out of their mouth will go forth the word as fire proceeding out of their mouth. 
And it's what kind of voice is it? Well, it's a voice of a great multitude. The voice of many waters. Waters of truth. The washing water of the word. Out of your belly, out of your belly, the body of Christ, shall flow rivers of living waters. And they're all speaking the same thing. It's the voice of a multitude, the voice of many waters. They're all in one mind, one accord, speaking the same thing. As the voice of what mighty thundering. The voice of God spoke and it said it was thundered. Well, yes. Saying, what are they saying? It's all for the glory of God. The work of the ministry is all for the glory of God. Hallelujah. For the Lord God omnipotent, omniscient, omnipresent, that omnipotent almighty God reigns. And he must reign for how long? Until all things are put under his feet. And the last enemy that shall be destroyed is death. So we're seeing here, it is the work of the ministry that we see over in Daniel in a certain saint. And that certain saint, we're going to see that is not some kind of an angel. It's a saint. One that's sanctified. We see that in Daniel 8. As we take a look at uh, uh, verse 12, and a host was given him against the daily sacrifice. Why? By reason of transgression. Why? It's the transgression of desolation, desolate. And it cast down, it cast down the truth to the ground. It didn't destroy the truth, but it cast it down to the ground. And it practiced and prospered. Now, this is a time of trouble. This is a time of great tribulation. We're not raptured out. We're still here to those that have an ear to hear. The church is still here. And these are saints. Then we find in verse 13, then Daniel said, I heard one saint speaking and another saint, that's the second one, said unto that certain saint, that that one saint, that certain saint, that certain saint is Palmoni, the wonderful numberer, the revealer of secrets. And this secret is the work of God in the last days in bringing all kingdoms down on this earth and making them the kingdoms of our Lord and of his Christ. We see this secret mentioned over and over again in Daniel, the second chapter. Daniel goes on. This secret is not revealed unto me for any of my righteous or my holiness. This secret over and over, he says it. Well, it's a revealer of secrets. And it's that certain saint, Palamona, the revealer of secrets. And uh, it's said in that Revelation 13, here is the mind that hath wisdom. Let him that hath wisdom count. Number it. Reckon up the number of the beast. It's a number of a man. His number is key Z stigma. Key, that is the Greek letter for a, a, a gametria of 600, or Bible numeric of 600. Z, X-I, Z, which is 60, and stigma, 6. 
Jesus Christ has not come in the flesh. Well, the mind that hath wisdom, count the number of the beast. It's the number of man. What? Well, it's a wonderful number of. Let him that hath wisdom count the number of the beast. It's only those that are in that certain saint, that palmone, the wonderful numberer, the revealer of secrets, and this secret will be made known. They seal up the vision and the prophecy, the book of this prophecy, which is the revelation of Jesus Christ. So what are we saying? We're saying the time is now. God is revealing the higher glory to those that have an ear. And as long as we stay at ease in Zion, God said, woe be unto them that are, that are at ease in Zion. We must change and walk in the light as he's in the light. So therefore, there's an important lesson. And John said, I turned. We have to turn. Can't stay where we're at. We've got to turn to see the seven golden candlesticks and one like the Son of Man in the midst of the seven golden candlesticks. Well, who is that? Take a look at Daniel 10. And he says there, there, there's that certain man. In Daniel 10, verse 5, I lifted, Daniel said, I lifted up mine eyes, can't stay where you're at. Lift them up. If you stay in present glory, you'll never see it. If you stay satisfied with Pentecost, you'll never see it. If you're staying satisfied with just a fundamental doctrine, you'll never see it. You've got to lift up your eyes. You're going higher. You're going to the throne room. You're going to where John said, there was a door open in heaven to me, but it's to reveal us, the body of Christ, these revealer of secrets. The seals are broken. And he said, I, oh, that door was open to me in heaven and a voice of a trumpet. There's that voice, clarion call of God, saying, come up hither, lift up your eyes, come up hither, and I will show you things, things of faith. I'll show you all truth that must shortly come to pass hereafter, that will come to pass hereafter. Here is what is heaven. John, just as John lifted up his eyes, Daniel said, I lifted up mine eyes. And look, we're seeing spiritual revelation here. And behold, a certain man. Well, that certain man is that saint. Said in another saint, said unto that certain saint, there's that man. Not an angel, but a man in a higher glory. A revealer of secrets. The ones that have the knowledge of God. The ones that are able to number not themselves, but God through them. The voice of many waters, the voice of the Almighty, the voice of a multitude, all the saints of God, the church of the living God. And behold, a certain, he lifted up his eyes and he sees a certain man. He's clothed in linen. That's a, the righteousness of the saints whose loins were girded with fine gold of Euphaz. Now, wait a minute. The loins, gird up your loins with the truth. Well, when that armor of God, you have the helmet of salvation, the breastplate of righteousness, the uh, feet shot with the preparation of the gospel of peace. And it says there, your loins gird about with truth. That truth is logos. It's the word of God. Debar in, in uh, Hebrew. Logos in Greek. 
It's the word. And notice that word that we have had in the Pentecostal realm was the shoe bread, our face bread, in that table ministry, lifting it up. And there was the Holy Ghost light in the candlestick, giving light over against it. And we have that light. That's a wonderful truth. But now we're going into the holiest of all. Well, where's the light in there? It's got to be totally with the prayers of the saints and the smoke covered, the testimony, lest we die. This is the only book in the Word of God in the revelation of Jesus Christ that if you add anything to it, the plagues of this book are added to you. If you take away from it the book of this prophecy, your, your, your name is blotted out of, out of the holy city and out of the book of life. We're going within the veil in the season that whom much is given, much is required. Now, we can't have an error here and miss that one singular promise, a promise slip any of us that we should seem to come short of entering into his rest. Somebody said, but Brother Peter, it sounds like it's, it's really tight. It's straight. It's a straight and narrow gate that leadeth the way to life. Few there be that find it. That's what we're saying. And who has an ear to hear? Now, you want this in your churches? Give us a call. You want to go higher? You want to go to the perfection? Somebody said, well, I think we're already perfect. Well, fine, this word's not for you. But the ones that realize there's a higher glory that we must obtain, pressing toward the mark for the, high, uh, for the prize of the high calling of God in Christ Jesus, <laughs> it's there and it's now. And this we see that certain man that certain man is coming to the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ. It's so much in that fullness of Christ that when John saw this man, this certain man, this one that he knew was Christ, he was about to worship him. And he said, see, thou doest it not. Worship God. Who is he? He said, I am one of thy brethren. Of thy fellow servants and of thy brethren, I'm one of your brethren, that have the testimony of Jesus. Now, that's all truth. That's not just some truth. That's just not partial truth, seen through a glass darkly, but then face to face. And we all with open face, taking on that lively, that life of the Lord Jesus Christ manifest to us as a living epistle. A city set upon a hill, a literal royal priesthood of God, whereby we're offering the sacrifices of praises from our lips. This is that man. And John, he was sure it was the Lord. They were in the image of Jesus Christ. It's the body of Christ. Jesus ahead, we the body. It's not an angel. It's the church of the living God in the highest glory. Before the coming of the Lord Jesus Christ. Before the second advent. Somebody said, well, we'll understand it in this sweet by and by. Friend, we have to come into all truth now. The heavens must receive Jesus until the times of the restitution of all things. What things? All things. All truth. All faith. That's, that's Acts 3, 20, 21. Jesus is not coming back until... 
the faith is restored to the saints that we've earnestly been contending for for over 2,000 years, over two days. Now we're in the third day. And who has an ear to hear? Somebody said, well, I, I know God's doing something. I just don't know what it is. We've got to know what it is. We can't just sit and speculate about it. Well, I feel God wants, well, feel. We've got to know. And it's a more sure word of prophecy. And not through denominational preaching or doctrines of uh, uh, different denominations and uh, chisms and whatever. But the golden oil from God himself, throne room oil in this higher revelation. He says, uh, his, his, his thighs, his loins. It's not with just, just regular logos that we had and we're preparing that oil of truth with a beaten olive oil. No, this is golden oil. And this is the gold of Uvaz, the highest grade of gold there is the glory of God, and that's the strength of the body of Christ in, in the loins, and that's pure gold, pure glory of God. That's that certain saint. That's the body of Christ in the testimony of Jesus, having that truth and knowing it and standing in it as new wine put into new wine skins. And he said his body also was like the barrel stone. The barrel was on the on the breast on, on the uh, the rock there. Uh, the barrel stone had the name of Dan written on it. Judge, judgment. Then it's it's through the word of God, and his face, as the appearance of lightning, with a face we all with open face beholding as in a glass the glory of the Lord. Not some lesser glory. The glory of the Lord are changed into the same image. These have came into the same image, and their face going forth is as lightning from the east to the west. And his eyes as lamps of fire. That's the, that's the ain. That's the living creatures that have eyes before them and behind them. And the eyes are the ain are the fountain of the Holy Ghost. It's a fountain of life, of, the, of living waters in the Holy Ghost. And his arms and his feet likened to the color of polished brass. This will be seen, shining brass, the judgment of God and his word going forth in the body of Christ. And the voice of his words are like what? The voice of a man? No, the voice of a multitude. Why? Because it's going to cover the whole earth. This gospel of the kingdom being preached into all the world. Or witness unto all nations, and then the end will come. Well, we'll see the living creatures over there in Revelation 4. Lion, man, calf, and eagle. Cast foot, like burnished brass, shining brass. In Ezekiel, we see that same lion, man, ox, and eagle. And we'll see here that in verse 7, Ezekiel 1, verse 7, we find that same, and their feet were like straight feet. Not narrow, but straight as in an arrow. Straight as an arrow. They don't jostle one against another in one mind and one accord. And the sole of their feet were like the sole of a calf's foot. Same we see in Revelation 4, Revelation 5, in the redeemed of the Lord. 
and they sparkle like the color of burnished brass. You can see it everywhere. It is a light. It is a city, the light of the world, set upon that, that city, set upon a hill, the beacon of God in and through the body of Christ. Notice that it says here in the land, man, ox, and eagle, that they go forth in verse 14. We said it was appearance of lightning. Yeah, yes, and the living creatures ran and returned as the appearance of a flash of lightning. What did they have? The appearance was like burning coals of fire. That's the proceeding word of God as fire proceeding out of the the body of Christ's mouth and like the appearance of lamps. The truth of the word of God. The word is a lamp unto my feet and went up and down among the living creatures and the fire was bright and out of the fire went forth lightning. Lightning is the effulgence of that glory going over the whole earth from the lightning shot from the uh, to, from the east even to the west. Notice here that uh, for the sake of time, there's so, so much. And some of you, you your pastors, your bishops, your apostle prophets, whatever, you want this, pastors in your church, give us a call. We'd be glad to bring this for you as a minister for you. Pop the rag, shine your shoes. And there, the body of Christ coming together into one, the those that have the leading of the Holy Ghost, boldness enough to receive the word. Many of them will be like Nicodemus, said, oh, well, I'm scared. I'll get kicked out of the synagogue. Uh, yeah, I don't want to get kicked out. I don't want to make any waves. I'll just kind of sleep in, slip in under the, uh, slip, slip in under the, the uh, not light and see Jesus. And uh, no, Fred, uh, you deny him, he'll die, deny you. You got to be a living witness. You got to walk in the light of it. And it says, look, uh, their, their whole body, their backs, their hands, their wings, and their wheels were full of eyes round about. What's the eyes? It's the aim. It's the fountain. It's the waters of truth. Out of your belly shall flow rivers of living waters. That's the aim. It's the 16th letter in the Hebrew ABC theory of a fountain of an eye. If an eye be single, the whole body's full of light. But these are full of eyes before and behind. They know the truth, not only past, present, but future as well. What God, the work of God is going to do. You're my friends. For a servant knows not what his Lord doeth. And he says, even the wheels that they forehead. And in the spirit of the living creatures, what's that? Is in the wheels. Now notice it says, the wheels we have, a wheel, that's Jesus, the son of man, in the midst of the seven golden candlesticks, which is a wheel. Golgol, the wheel. And it starts with Ephesus, Smyrna, Pergamos, Thyatira, and then uh, Sardis, Philadelphia, Laodicea, back again as a wheel. Seven. But in the midst of it, right in the middle of it, that's the axle. That is a wheel, Jesus, who's a lion, man, and ox, and eagle, who has already... That circle, what's a circle? No beginning, no end. God, there, in the midst of that wheel. So it was wheels. So the wheels, plural. It's Jesus in the midst of the church. And it says, watch this. In 
Ezekiel 10, verse 13, and ask for the wheels, the body of Christ going forth. Wheels, plural. It was cried unto them in my hearing. Ezekiel, strengthen of God. Oh, wheel. There's only one wheel. It's the work of the ministry. It's a voice of the ministry, the voice of the Son of God in and through the body of Christ, even though there's many wheels, it's only as one. He that's joined to the Lord Jesus is one spirit, speaking one thing in the word of God. It's not our word, it's his word. We're standing in the power of his might, not our might. It's a kingdom, honor, glory, and power of Jesus, not us. We will never be the word, but we'll carry the word in us. If this has... It says it's moved upon you as truth. And pastors, if you want this in the church, give us a call. We're, God right now is, is, we're not a church. We're a ministry team to lift up the body of Christ for you. All you have to do is call us. All you have to do is message us. Give me a call. Send me an email. And we'll get with you. God's doing it right now. Now, we thank those ones for lifting us up in prayer and with your generous financial supports, which by that we're able to keep the podcast over the air to the nations. And we thank you for it. We're having a great response. But we're going now to those that have an ear to hear that want more. We're coming and we've got, we've got motor homes, travel trailers. We've got gospel tents. We've got over $1,000 worth of instruments where we go that God's blessed with for you to carry this word to you. We have our own buses. We'll get there to you. So I'm saying God's provided everything for us to bring it to you. All we need, all we have to hear is a beckoning call from you. Come and we'll come. And the Lord deals with you and you want it. You want to be one, bring it to your church, bring it to your people. Want to have a a ministry meeting there, maybe a minister's conference or just for your church. Give us a call. Give us a call. Write to me, Dennis Beard, Post Office Box 2906, Longview, Texas, zip code 75606. Or you can send us a message, or if you have questions, uh, you can uh, message us over our websites, sailinggodspeople.org, sailinggodspeople.com, or dennisbeard.org. Thank you for your prayerful support. You want to be one with us, we need to hear from you. One in the Word, not not any of us lording over God's heritage, but simply as uh, edifying the body of Christ. We thank you for your prayer support and your generous offerings again. We pray over your offerings and that seed that you sow. Uh, God will multiply it back some 3,600 fold uh, for that you'll be able to obtain the every good work and uh, supplying the wants of the saints. Not the needs, but the wants of the saints. We love to hear from you. God's doing it now. We're ready. We're ready to hear your call. Until the next time, this is Brother Dennis Beard saying, Behold, the real Jesus.